pray together. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you that we can gather to hear you speak to us through your word. Your word is inerrant, unadulterated. Your word is pure. Upon our hearts to receive the purity of truth so that we can be changed into the image of Jesus Christ who is the son of the living God from glory to glory till we become the mature man that you desire us to be in the name of Jesus we pray amen and amen you may take your seats in this beautiful auditorium <laughs> hallelujah you see this morning we welcome you all and uh, we are always changing our angles here. Amen. We are getting there slowly. As you can see, we made some progress. Last week, I promised you that those in the, in the valleys will be lifted to higher ground. And uh, you see that I kept my word. You are being elevated. And as you keep moving, God is going to lift you even higher. Hallelujah. From glory to glory. Amen. There must never be a time in your life where you stagnate. Stagnate. You know what it means? It's a stand still. Stagnant water starts to smell. You must keep moving. But you must not move downward. You must move. Upward. Your light must shine brighter and brighter the older you get and the longer you serve Jesus. Amen. God has got good plans for all of you. Unfortunately, these plans don't automatically come into place. There's an enemy also involved in this movie. There's an enemy in this movie. The movie of your life. And that enemy is always trying to rob what God's intention is for you. To steal so that there is pain and heartache and disappointment, embarrassment and shame. Amen. Am I okay here on my sound system? Can you all hear me? I feel I'm struggling. Yeah. All right. Today we're also going to break bread. Uh, so I, uh, I don't have... Too, too much time. We, we start at 9 because of the second service later. Otherwise, we could start later, but we need to accommodate more people afterwards. This is a mega church. Praise the Lord. I, want, I have an announcement to make that does not, you know, I'm very, what's the right word? I don't stick to programs, but I think it's important. Um, the Lord has blessed me with two great generals to help me with this work. This work that we do here, we call it a work because it's the work of the Lord. It cannot be done by one man. It has to be by a, a team. That's why we are hoping you can be part of our team. So every victory we win, you also celebrate with us. Do you understand it? Amen. <laughs> I see some people have blankets. They are very clever. Clap for the people with the blankets. I mean... That's clever people. I think he's almost 80, isn't it? But a great, great man with much wisdom. 
And uh, we, 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 you have me speaking to you every week. It's important to hear your shepherd's voice. But we will be having a lot of speakers to come to minister to you. But because of the, the place not being finished, we can't just invite anybody. But because he's a father, he will be the first speaker, guest speaker on this platform at the end of the month. Don't miss it. I don't know the weekend. I think it's the 24th roundabout there. Then we will have Pastor Lafoy. You'll be blessed by him. A great general. Amen. He affirms me. You know what that means? Affirm means that I set my stamp up you. I can believe what they do. Now, that's very important that you get affirmation from the top down. I don't so much what they say. I can live for you. But I can't change what they will change. But as my pastor said, Hey, Buddha. They said, Order it, young. Mag rech, mag rech. For all the said. We never correct upwards. Correction comes down. Anointing can't flow up. Anointing flows from the head down to the garments. We must get it right, our, our people. We must get it right. We must get it right. Yes, yeah, so I'm not an island. I'm not a law unto myself. I don't just make decisions. I am a man over many people, but I'm also a man under authority. So there's a good balance. And as if van morgen you sit, and if you don't praat nie, omdat die levens altijd die mekaar en onordelik. God is a God of order. And if you have it in your nature to always want to put your pastor in his place, this is not a church for you. There's one down the road there and there's another one in Blackestop further down the road there. Go there. Here you come to be taught the word of God. If you don't need to be taught, then you mustn't waste your time here. You know too much, then you must go. Amen. And we can only receive from people who we really admire. If you criticize someone, you can't receive. Because you're ready to shoot like a gunslinger. See now? That's why our people have been taught. In case you're new, you don't understand. Why do they shout when their pastor comes up? They, they, they admire so that when the words are flowing, then the Spirit is receiving. It's very simple. Do you know what makes things complicated? The devil has alles omgedraaid. Now like recht verkeerd. And forget like rech. I say for you in English, my friend from Uganda. The enemy has turned this world Jemagata. So now things that look right. The people say, Thais must you rechi? Nee, thais rech. Thais rech. Ik wil een boetje voor jou. Thais verkeerd. Maar het was altijd rech. Now, dangos amalasere. But God is obsessed with order. I have a problem this morning. 
I have something to say, but I don't know if time will allow me. If, if time does not allow me, and God spares me, then we will, I will continue. The Lord has laid something on my heart because of this current pandemic. And I feel I want to say it, and I'm very aware that I'm speaking to international audience because of the recording. And I, and, I, and I felt I needed to say something. Because many people are saying things. And everybody has now a voice because of social media. But these voices are causing confusion. And as much as I want to just go on and make as if nothing is happening, we need to address the current situation. Are you with me? And uh, I want to speak to you this morning about the spirit of confusion. Because I believe the pandemic that we are living in is a plague. But there is a secondary plague that has come with it. And it has come to the church of Jesus Christ. The plague has come to the whole world. But the plague of confusion has affected the church like never before. And it has affected relationships. And that is the goal of Satan, to attack relationships. Are you listening to me? I'm already preaching. My Bible is here. I see. I see fan. I see fan. I got them now, yes. But the goal of Satan is to destroy relationships. That's why your relationship with me is very crucial. But Satan wants to destroy this relationship. How does he do it? With a spirit of confusion. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Get ready. Mana yala mutsuma vakabla isa. Mana xin yala krekaut. Proverbs chapter 4, please. Proverbs chapter 4. Hallelujah. Is Mika here? My scribe. Yes, take notes, all right? We're doing a little book after this. She's my scribe. She writes everything I say in perfect English. She got the A for English. What did you get? D. D stands for Dwazdir. Hallelujah. <laughs> Proverbs chapter 4, verse 18. Listen. Do you love the word of the Lord? There's nothing sweeter than the word of the Lord. Amen. It will become honey in your mouth. You must read it and love it. The way of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn. I'm reading in the New Living Translation just to make it easier. All right. But the King James is good to memorize the scriptures. Hallelujah. If anybody was hiring blankets this morning, you would have been making a lot of money. 20 grand to Amen. Let's get to the word. The way of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn, which shines ever brighter until the full light of day. I read it again. I want you to. The word is so rich. The problem we preachers have on the word, every time we come across a scripture, we, we want to stay there for a long time, but the pro, we don't have time. We say, take man. The way of the righteous is like the is like what is it? It's like the first gleam of dawn. Is uh, the sun come up? My brainy Danny, it gets brighter 
and brighter and bright. That's the way of the. It doesn't get darker and darker and darker. It gets brighter and brighter and brighter. So as I live today, my light is shining brighter, or my way is brighter than what it was ten years ago. And you should too. But the way of the wicked is like total darkness. Say mercy. They have no idea what they are stumbling over. Can you see? Confusion is in this text, right? The way of the wicked is like total darkness. When you're in total darkness, you can't see the chairs in the room and the stuff that's going to make you fall. Such is an unrighteous man. He's like in a room that uh, he, he can't see and he's stumbling over things. My child, says Solomon, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of my words. Let them penetrate deep into your heart. For they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. Hallelujah. You're going to receive both life and healing. Life and healing. Glory to God. Then he goes on to say, God, your heart. Put your, put your hand on your heart. It's just a symbol. Guard your heart above all else. For it determines the course of your life. Guard your heart. It determines the course of your life. Avoid all perverse talk. Stay away from corrupt speech. I they should have said in the new translation, stay away from Facebook and stay away from social media. Look straight ahead. Fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet and stay on the safe path. 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 Don't get sidetracked, verse 27. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. Keep your feet from following evil. And this is exactly what I said to you in my introduction. You found a path. I don't doubt it. When you come to, 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 to say a commitment here in front, as some will do this morning again, that's a path that you find. Glory to God. It's the way that you walk on. The disciples was first called, the sect in the Bible was first called the way. Hallelujah. The challenge is to stay on the path. To stay on the path. And you should not be ignorant of the devil's devices. Are you listening? Don't think that everything will now be rosy on this path. Hey. Hey. Such a nice person like you. Why will people hate you for making such a good decision? You can't explain it other than satanic infiltration and maneuvers 
A good man is hated. Because we are in this world, but we're not of this world. Good people are accused of doing bad things, but it's not true. But we must keep moving. Hallelujah. They did it to the Lord, they will do it to us. Persecution is part of it, but stay on the path. Amen. Now, I want to come to Numbers chapter 16 and once again, my challenge is always that when I preach and say, you know the Bible, then I, I, I know I'm not telling the truth. I can now makkelijk vannacht preek a numeri 16, want jylle het klaar gelees, maar as jy wane, jylle het nie klaar gelees. And that puts me at a bit of a back foot. But anyway, let's see what we can do. Holy Spirit, help me. Numbers chapter 16 is about rebellion. It's about Moses. Amen. Yesterday the Lord reminded me that when I was a teenager, I was sitting in a church and I never thought of this, Pastor Charlie, until yesterday. And a prophetess came to our church many years ago. A white woman. When white women come to color churches, it's an amazing event. That in itself is a miracle. But she was unorthodox. She was not, no, uh, she was wild. You know, prophets are different. You can't always understand them, but it's how God is working. Elijah and these people were strange. They wore camel's hair and they ate honey and locusts and stuff. So prophets are always somehow unorthodox. But she was prophesying to people. And when she passed me by, she stopped. And she pulled me out of the benches. I remember those wooden benches in that old church down the road. She pulled me out and she said, Oh my God! Moses is here! <laughs> now we had a large youth group that was just full of jokers and unspiritual, a lot of people. So I was the joke after the Moses prophecy. My brother was sitting next to me and as he was calling me out, you know, that time I knew a call of God in my life. I was always looking for who knows that God has spoken to me. Nobody knows. But some, some spiritual people will pass by your life and one day will also see what God has told you. It's a confirmation in your spirit. But I never thought of Moses. <laughs> I always thought maybe Solomon or David or these wonderful people but Moses. And then she pulled my brother and she said, and Joshua is also here. Some years ago, my sister rebelled against me and uh, her name is Miriam. And if you know the Bible, you will also know that Moses had a sister called Miriam. And I didn't take note of the prophecy and my, my, my one pastor didn't know about the prophecy. But he told me, as I study your life, you seem to have some similarities to Moses. I said, really? He said, yeah. 
Moses' sister also came up against him. And your sister has come up against you. And her name is also Miriam. And I started to think, hey, that woman called me years ago and said, yeah, he's a Moses. But Moses is your typical pastor. That's not the word I'm looking for, but he's the pastor that leads people. Are you with me? And he leaded a great crowd of people. But in the desert, on, on the journey, some people came up against him. Hey! <laughs> and uh, when I went back to study him a little bit, I thought, I, I didn't really like this prophecy of Moses. Because I see him with a big gray beard and you know, with this stuff and leading the people. But at, in, the, in Deuteronomy, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, number Deuteronomy 28, there around at the end. The Bible says, there was never again a man like Moses. Hey! Who knew God face to face. To the prophets God spoke. In visions, dreams, and some altitudes. But to Moses. Face to face. I always wondered why did God not make him go in. And I thought maybe it was a punishment. But eventually, I, 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 I felt in my spirit, no, it was not a punishment. His job was to lead them in. And he fulfilled this mission. When he stood on the Mount of Moab at Pua, the Lord showed him, there's Bethel, there's Judea. There. The people will go in. You will not go in. But that is the land that I showed them. And the Bible says they buried him in the mountains of, of, of Mount Pua. But listen, they say the people don't know where is the sepulchre that remains. They don't know. Because I thought if Elijah didn't die, a whirlwind took him to heaven. Jesus didn't die. He rose from the dead. Moses and Elijah appeared with Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration. What about Moses? But the Bible says they could not up till this day show the remains of Moses. So as much as the Bible said that he died on the mount, it could be that God also just took him. Because if it says there was no man like him, before or after, whom God knew face to face. And then it says in Jude, the devil wrestled with the angel for the bones of Moses. 
But I said all that to say this, as wonderful and as powerful as he was, besides the sister's rebellion, there was also the rebellion of Korah. Are you, are you listening to me? Korah was a man that was a bit uh, respected among the community and he was doing church work. They were of the tribe of Levi. Uh, no, 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 keep that. That stuff is going to blow away. Uh, I'm fine. Sometimes when I'm emotional, it's the anointing that's on me. You must be careful. And uh, there were 12 tribes in Israel. And Le Levi was one of the tribes. And those people were the priests. Quickly. There were 12 tribes and all the tribes when they went into the promised land they would get land. But the Levites were not supposed to get land. The Lord said you will not get land because you will live of the tithes of the people. It's in the Old Testament. Alright? But certain of you will be called to be priests. The others will serve in the temple. Like the ushers, the camera people. These are all Levites. The guys at the table, that's the Levites. And yes, also some Levites. Clap for the Levites. I see we have a new Levite on the bass guitar. His name is Mighty. I call him Mighty Man of God. So Korah was of the tribe of Levi. Listen. And he wasn't satisfied with being behind the desk there. He also wanted to be preaching here. Hey! And he ganged up. He what? Wait, wait, wait. I think I'm going to read it now. Number 16. Are you there? Jesus, give me, give me. Let the clock stand still, Lord. Verse 2. Korah incited a rebellion against Moses along with 250 other leaders of the community. Wow. All prominent members of the assembly, they united against Moses and Aaron and said, you have gone too far. What did they say to the pastor? You have gone too far. I'm just reading the Bible. Muni en as is kun jou pas van morgen, dan moet jy bekeer in die naam van die Heere, voor die aarde jou gaat opslik. You have gone too far. Sy is mys nie alleen geroep nie. Sy preek elke sondag alleen. Want dan kreek my kanse. The whole community of Israel has been set apart by the Lord. They said to him, and he is with all of us. It's all the geest, man. It's all the sin, man. Come on, it's for your list, man. Now I'm not talking about me, I'm talking about Moses. Don't, you don't think I'm talking about me, I'm talking about Moses. Listen to what they ask him. Verse 3 at the end. What right do you have to act as though you are greater than the rest of the Lord's people? They asked Moses, what right do you have? <laughs> they came with legal jargon. When Moses heard what they were saying, he fell face down to the ground. 
Jy gaat langs toe oor die kot maak. Do you know why Moses is called the meekest man who ever lived? Everybody who came against Moses, the Lord just wanted to kill them. Because the Lord called Moses. It's interesting. Moses had to be in Egypt so that he could learn in the universities of Egypt. Hy was hier nie bossie. Toe hy moet leid, toe kan hy die mense leid. Nie met die leidingie, met intelligence and the spirit of God. But then God take him one side because there must be a separation so God can speak to you and then now he's leading the people out. And so these people come against him and they say these things. Uh, who are you? And, 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 and God comes and says, Moses, Moses, stand here and can let the people do it. But he said, Here is a blessing. We are going to Moses, you're not the only one that's called. And, and Moses and God says, tell them to, to stand before the tabernacle tomorrow morning. And I will show them who is the one that is called. Moses and Imana, Korah uh, uh, and Imana, they are busy making plans against the man of God. Then Moses called two of them. He says, Abiram, and uh, who's the other one, Pastor Charlie, that he called? Yeah, Dathan and Abiram. Come, I want to speak to you. He wanted to negotiate before God sends his judgment. Allah said, hey, rupi me for us. There was a time when we listened to you. When we were all in this loyalty thing and thing, thing. Hey, rupi me for us. They didn't call him Pastor Moses anymore. They called him Moses. Oh, Mosey. Very similar to one of my security guards that was once working here and saluted me as pastor. Then when he left, he said, Tykeris, muni nonsense prati. Hey! And they said to Moses, we will not come. That days of you calling us and telling us what to do is over. Isn't God with all of us? You go home today and read number 16. The whole chapter is powerful. Then Moses grew angry with these two. Is it alright for a man of God to become angry? Moses got angry. But I could a bit quadra. And then they came the next morning. And the Lord said, I'm going to destroy them. But here's the key. Moses had to run to the people, the innocent people, and say, come away from these rebels. Come away from these rebels. Because judgment from God is about to strike. Come on, you must listen, you must listen. Jylle wat vir my vraag, waarvoor kan jylle nie met disloyal mense gaan thee drinkie? Ek proek vir jylle vanochtend. In the Bible, Moses told them, come away from these rebels. God is about to strike. Pastors was niks verkeerd die. Ons is nog vrinde. You know nothing about spirituality. That's your problem. You are too carnal. Read your Bibles. 
Come away. Come away from them, said God. I'm about to strike. And Moses was talking to them. He said, God chose Aaron to be the priest. Wasn't it good enough that God chose Aaron? God chose you to even do the camera work and the sound to play. Isn't that even something marvelous? Look, look how you look. You are dressed nice. You're singing on the stage. Didn't you think that's something great? That, that, that you now want to take the priesthood also? What is wrong with you? Ask your neighbor, what is wrong with you? I'm preaching. And Moses said this to them. If you people die today a natural death, then I am not the man of God. If the earth does not open up and swallow you whole, today I am not the man of God. It's clear that God told Moses what God was going to do. It was clear. But they just had a few minutes to run and save the innocent people. And the Bible says, while Moses was still speaking, the earth opened up, swallowed Nathan, Dathan, Abiram, Korah, and, and the 250. The earth, the earth first closed. Listen, the earth closed. Hulle het geld gesef op die ander teike. En vir, en vir das funeral het hulle nie nodig om te betaal nie. Hulle so maar op en toe gemaakt, klaar. And the people that were connected to them, listen, 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 man. 250 people. They didn't go in the ground and close up. It was only for the main kunaina with their families. Main kunaina with their families. The three main kunaina. The others who were connected. Fires came from heaven. Fire. Sien jylle, lees jy die bybel, sien nou skrik jylle, as daar. Fire struck them. All 250. And they died. Before the Lord. Now here's the story. Sal zijn die skrik as die Heere so iets doen? Sal zijn die skrik? Ek sal skrik. I sal skrik. If God, if God do something like that, I shall be afraid. But you won't believe the nature of human beings. Do you know that the community of Israelites the next day they came again to say Moses, to say to Moses, it's through you that these people die. In other words, they were murmuring and complaining. Ladies and gentlemen, two of the greatest things that angers God is murmuring and complaining. Let it in your kop sak. Al kom sê nie weer na die kerk toe nie. Let die ding saam met jou huis toe gaan. Murmuring and complaining angers God. So God came again to Moses. It's not always in the same man. 
Is hij nog bij je vrienden te blijven? Hij zei: I told you, let me strike these people dead. And the humble man that he is, he goes to pray again. He says, Lord, please, don't spare them. And there the Bible says, Moses became very angry with the people. He didn't become angry, he became what? So as I so quadrate, I will manage with Moses. I will manage my anointing, my Moses anointing. I will not quadrate for me. As Moses was quadrate. <laughs> and listen to this, my friends. The Lord sent a plague. This coronavirus is not the first plague. David had a plague. Moses had a plague. The plague started killing the people. And when Moses prayed to God to be merciful, the Lord said, okay. Depends. Depends if you stand in the gap for them. And he called her Aaron because only the priest could do certain things. And he told her, Aaron, take a censer. I read the last few verses so that you can see I wasn't lying the whole the 20 minutes I was talking to you. Look at this. Numbers. Numbers. Numbers 16. Verse 41. But the very next morning, the whole community of Israel began murmuring against Moses and Aaron and said, you have killed the Lord's people. As the community gathered to protest against Moses and Aaron, they turned toward the tabernacle and saw the cloud that covered it. And the glorious presence of the Lord appeared. Moses and Aaron came and stood, verse 43, they stood in front of the tabernacle. And the Lord said to Moses, Get away from all these people so I can instantly destroy them. Do you see it there? In verse 45. Then he says, But Moses and Aaron fell face down to the ground. And Moses said, Aaron, quick, quick! Take an incense burner and place burning coals on it from the, from the altar. Lay incense on it and carry it out among the people to purify them and make them right with the Lord. The Lord's anger is blazing against them. The plague has already begun. And that's the title of my sermon. The plague has already begun. That's just for them. They're making notes. Aaron did as Moses told him. And he ran out among the people. But the plague had already begun. To strike down the people. But Aaron burned the incense and purified the people. Hallelujah. He stood between the dead and the living. And the plague stopped. But, everybody say but. 14,700 people died in the plague. In addition to those who had died in the affair involving Korah. Yes. 14,700 people died in the plague. In addition. Plus the 250 and the people, just about 15,000 people died in a plague. The Bible doesn't give any other detail about the plague. 
The plague we know here is coronavirus. COVID-19. In the early hours of this morning while I was praying, I had a text that another pastor died. And two days ago, the pastor's wife died. A popular pastor who is here from Belha. I know him well. He actually preached at my father's funeral. His wife died two days ago, so I got this message. So sad. He's lying in intensive care. And this morning, say, unfortunately, he also passed away. COVID-19 has taken more than 80,000 South African lives. I don't know who watches the news carefully. I think it's more than 2 million. Anybody that can really help me across the globe. More than 2 million people across the globe now. Could be. More than that. Yeah. So it's a real disease. Now, where does it come from? We know in the Bible, the anger of the Lord burned against the people. And the plague came. Is coronavirus or the pandemic and anger of God? I really don't know. I don't know. It could be possible. It could be possible. But I don't know. You see, when there's a plague, then it's not just selective people, but anybody, many people are taken out at the same time. In this case, millions in, in coronavirus, millions. <coughs> and we, 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 we sympathize with all people who lose loved ones because death is a, it's a wicked enemy. It hurts you. I always wondered why do people get sad if someone dies because you go to heaven. But then God said to me, no, life is a gift from God. That is why we get angry at death because death is an enemy. Life is a gift from God. That is why the longer you can live, the better, the nicer. But because we live here in a world of pestilences and plagues, we are hit by plagues. But I just want to focus for the last few minutes of my sermon on the second plague that has come with coronavirus. And I'm sure you all have seen it. You've seen it on social media. You've seen it on television. I saw it the other day when some protesters went to stand at Grotesque Hospital with their placards saying this is all a gimmick. There's no such thing as a plague. It is a Chinese-made, man-made thing killing people. And if 99, if your immune system can save 99 or 99% chance of survival, what is the, what is the big tra about Corona? They said, it was on TV, you also saw it. And then the head, of the head of the hospital came out, the professor of virology, of bacteriology. And he told this man, are you an idiot? What's up with TV? Are you a... Sorry, can you say damn? Can I mention damn in the cake? Are you a damn idiot? What's up with TV? The man said, Are you calling me an idiot? Then you also an idiot. <coughs> the professor said, Have you seen the corpses behind the walls here? 
Have you seen the dead bodies? And he started to become emotional. It's like he was going to cry. He said, every day I push out the trolleys here. Come stand here with your placards and say, this is a gimmick. I realize that it's not just a pandemic that's destroying our people. It's a secondary plague and it's called the plague of confusion. And when I looked at it a little further, I came to understand that confusion is not from God. It's so bad, this evil spirit has infiltrated the world. And I don't even have to say vaccine or not vaccine. All I'm saying is that there's a confusion around this thing. And I think you will agree with me. You have people in your family, they say, Muniri Dengvati, Chagatana Abdrai. Right? You know what is my stance, but I'm not emphasizing my stance. I'm encouraging you all to vaccinate. And I'm not going to go on. I'm talking today about why are people confused? Whether the, non, the non-vaccinated will probably say we are confused. No problem. I say they are confused. But however we say and what, there is confusion. We all agree at least one thing. There is confusion. Is he not with me? Is he not with me? That's it. Uh, what is confusion? That's verwarring. <laughs> nice, you Afrikaans geslag. Prachtig, meisie man. That's verwarring. They bring verwarring. But I came to understand that the spirit of confusion is from the devil. Why do you say that, Pastor? Let me read you this beautiful scripture that says that God is not the author of confusion. Are you here with me? It's in 1 Corinthians 14.33. God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. So if God is not the author of confusion, where does this confusion come from? Are you listening? Second Corinthians 10 verse 5 declares, we must cast down imaginations. Hello? Do you know what's an imagination? Say imagine. Say dream. Say dream van het ding wat die waar is. Say dream your boyfriend ray op a wit paard. And say, Hara vai, Susi Vintum vai. Matu Jomon Mutu te coral cop to Dunze. I canny, I canny vani yera avisi. But that was just an imagination. It's not real. You're going to turn into some baboon, and in two years' time, we're all going to drop dead that were vaccines. It's an imagination. If you ask any of these confu- of confused people, and they say, "No, I don't believe that. I don't believe that." You fumbling, you fumbling. Look, if you have peace, then worry, say no. Say worry, no. But say what worry? 
You're living in a state of paranoia. But this is a demonic spirit that has entered the land. It has entered the world. A plague of confusion. But this morning I want to say the plague can be stopped. Like it was stopped in the days of Moses. An iron had to take a sensor. He had to run, he had to run. God said to me that we were too slow. We thought it was only about the pandemic. We didn't see a spirit of confusion hiding behind the pandemic. Now it has caused rifts in relationships between this pastor and that pastor. Some pastors are saying, pastors like us, we don't have faith, we don't believe God. We're telling people to take the vaccine. We are going to die, we're going to burn in hell. Hey! We're saying, you people are paranoid. Fatty vaccine, man. Ze zal het doet gaan niet. En al moet je ook doet gaan als je ook rijdt. Now these confused people, they fumble in the dark and they say, they say, ah, ze zijn bang voor doet die, als ze moet doet gaan, dan moet ze doet gaan. Laat ik jou gewoon iets zeggen. Luister van mij. Hey, wat van mij luisteren op Facebook? You that is listening to me on Facebook? You can see and hear in the tone and in the sentence. You see? No, we're not afraid. If, if it's our time, it's our time. It's because you're afraid to die. You think the vaccine is going to kill you. So you are lying to us that you're not afraid. Say us bang susahuna. And you can, get, you can get angry with me. You know, I always wondered why Jimmy Swaggart angered the people so much. He was a great man of God. But there comes a time when we must st- say the truth. And if you're sitting here and you have that notion, I didn't take the vaccine because I'm a... Ach, as I moet gaan, I moet ik maar gaan. Nee, zij is bang om te gaan. 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 Tamal zijn niet fatty. Zij denkt, zij denkt, zij gaan dood. Thijs, hoe komt zij niet wel fatty? Ik zeg jou die waarheid, man. Hou op, lieg. Hou op, lieg. Hou op, lieg. Onze kerk, onze back to normal. Maar nou zijn ons die klomp prachtig van alle die land. Jullie maken dat ons langer een lockdown blij. So the professor has said, you damn idiots. No, you're The professor said, you damn idiot. Have you seen behind the walls the corpses that are being pushed out? This is an enemy. The reason why I encourage you is to, to save you from death. But once you have this like, I don't know, it's just easy. But it's just easy. Now you have to go back. 
But God has not given the child of God a spirit of fear. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. Ik heb het allemaal, bro. Pfizer 1, Pfizer 2. Stik uit je bankdang. Spirit of power. Nou, hij gaat jou nog iets zeggen. Hij gaat iets zeggen, ik wil het zeggen. Leer dat lombat, leer dat lombat. Die nog non-vaccinated mensen. Alle hoop ons allemaal van die vaccin. Dat hulle kan safe blijven van die virus. Die hiding in the bubble. But they want all of us to be vaccinated. In case ons van ook doet. Maar dat is hulle nog safe. A child of God and you are afraid? No. No. I beg you. I beg you. An incense speaks of prayer. At the tabernacle of meeting, there was the showbread in the, in the, in the inner, inner room, the inner court, the holy place. There was the table of showbread. There was the, 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 the laver to wash the hands and there was the incense. The incense is symbolic of prayer. And Aaron stood between the living and the dead. Kashe torobondo koshe karababababate terede. And when the when the prayers of Aaron reached the throne of God, that's the incense. Shh, 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 shh. The plague was stopped. You ask yourself, why is the prayer meeting the least attended meeting in the church? But two and three and say naam vergader. Nobody is interested to pray. It's only when it strikes your loved one. And say, oh pastor, but for me. God it was krachagi. Power and the sound mind. Lately I had to stand in the gap, me, and the Lord, that was a rebuke to me. You took too long, he said. 14,700 people in number 16 was already dead. Aaron had to run, shake it, shake it, shake it, that the people can live. And the plague was stopped. When God hears the prayers of His people, God is going to start to do miracle working. Miracle working power. But God gives us a sound mind. Sit go, let go, let go, last stukkie. Last stukkie. Oh, Heere, you help me. Cast down imaginations. Cast it down. Brother, stop imagining yourself. There's no magnet in the virus, in the vaccine. There's no magnet. 
kom vijf cente hoe het in my arm om te kyk of die vijsen gaat vastzit. Gaan man, koop vir jou bannelik van die vijsen. Doak, te praat, doak man. Sy het altyd gesê, ander mense is mal. Kyk bykie na jou syaf. Kyk of die magnet vastzit. Hy, jyre. Can you believe this? Confusion. Spirit of confusion. Cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself. That's his prayer. I'm talking about the incense of Aaron. You, this is how you pray. You cast down imaginations. And, 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 and this is my first key for you out of your confusion. Maybe you're here this morning and you're part of the confused people. I don't blame you. It's a spirit that the enemy sent over the nations. I'm telling you, it's bigger than just you. Please forgive me. I'm not picking on you. I'm saying that you might, might have been caught in the spirit. The solution to the end of confusion is the incense that reaches the nostrils of God. You must pray. And the God of heaven will hear you. And he will answer you. And he will take you out of your imaginations. He will give you a sound mind. No more fear. No more fear. Oh! Ek kyk hier meer rondom my nie. Waar is hy in Liedman? Hy sê, sy kyk hier vir corona. Sy kyk hier. O jyre, het ek my handen gevast. O jyre, my vrou sat jou maske aan. Nee man, ek wil die jyre tien man. Ek het nie meer lus vir. Jyre, ek wil die jyre tien man. Ek wil die jyre tien man. Ek kyk nie meer rondom my nie. What, 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 what? What are the causes of confusion? Confusion is an evil spirit, and it seeks to and it, and exceed and it seeks a gate of entry into your life. Confusion is an evil spirit. And it seeks a gate of entry into your life. The devil is behind confusion because he's the serpent that confused the first woman in the Bible called Eve. He came to her with a seductive proposal and said, Did God really say that you mustn't eat of the tree of good and evil? Are you sure? And Eve was confused. I'm not so sure anymore. Listen. It starts by this, I'm not so sure anymore. I'm not so sure that BMI is the church for me anymore. Kijk hoe gaat die pastor aan en kijk hoe gaat die mensen aan alles allemaal. The enemy has got you. When, you. when you're not sure anymore. One young, one of our leaders who left here, he sent me a note, he said, I can't listen to you anymore because you're not, you're not, you're not hearing from God anymore. And I realized a seductive spirit has gripped him like it gripped Eve. Are you listening? They see me sick, 
You are double-minded. The Bible says a double-minded person is unstable. Sy 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 lekker standvastig. Sy sy is dit hier of is dit daar? Moet ek hierkom, moet ek hier. En allemaal van julle wat so hierkom was dit, hulle moet aansluit dat ons julle name kan opskryf en julle in die selgroeps kan druk. Hou op so. Sy wil net visit, visit, visit. Sy dink sy gaat die akkebiek tie kry. Sy moet nou boetsie een member raakie so. I think I need to close. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take you deeper if God spares me next week, okay? Always if God spares me because I want to show you that the cause of confusion, number one, is disobedience. Yeah. Disobedience to the truth, Pastor Charlie. Disobedience to the truth that we know. Get it? I'm not talking about... You, you, you know the truth You've, 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 you've stood up here you've shouted when Pastor Chris preached about the truth of loyalty and faithfulness now you become disobedient to the truth that you already know it's the gateway to the spirit of confusion it's, the spirit of confusion is looking all demons are always looking for a door to come in that's why I, I, I keep warning young people don't have sex before marriage it's a door to come it's a door for demons the same with the spirit of confusion It's looking for a door. So what is that thing? The, the seed of doubt in your mind. So, pastor said, I mustn't do this, I mustn't do that. It's in the Bible, it's in the Bible. Now you start to disobey. Now I'm a guan man. I said, I'm my ex said, there's doubt, there's doubt, there's doubt, there's confusion. Are you listening to me? The devil enters. Another doorway is the fear, the fear of man. Fear. Fear is an evil spirit. Every time when there was trouble in the days of Jesus, he uttered these words, fear not. Only believe. When Jairus' daughter was declared dead, he was talking to him and the people came and said, Jairus, don't bother the master anymore. Your daughter is dead. Before they could say anything else and before Jairus Faith disappeared. Jesus shouted to him, Jairus, do not be afraid because fear is an evil spirit. That evil spirit will remove the faith that is needed in your life to see a miracle from God. That's why before his faith could disappear, Jesus had to say to him, Jairus, don't be afraid. Only believe. All things are possible if you believe. Don't be afraid. So another entry point is your fear and you can and that is why I said that these most non-vaccinated alles bangele gaat dood we all have a type of fear but that fear is is almost like a it's an extreme fear it's it, it's an unhealthy fear so much so that I won't even take this because maybe this thing will kill me we all knew there's a risk with the vaccines isn't there we know but we're not afraid Nou sê sy, 1600 mense is dood. Waar sy mense wat sy van praat? It's imagination. And I, 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 by God's grace, and pride is the last key. But I'll, I'll go into that again. I want to say to you, 
Rick Joyner said, The spirit of confusion is an enemy of, truth, of the truth and light. And it is a thief that has come to steal your life. How can you get out of it? You must pray. You must listen to the right voice. And you must be patient. We must consider confusion as an alarm that something is not right. And it needs to be put right. Peter warned us in 1 Peter 5, he said, Be of a sober spirit. Be alert. The devil is like a roaring lion seeking whom he can devour. It is a thief that has come to steal your life. Ladies and gentlemen, God has not given us a spirit of fear. But there's another plague that has come with Corona. That's the plague of confusion. But we are stamping it out in this church. We are stamping it out. No more confusion. The greatest weapon we'll use against it is the incense of prayer that the Aaron had to use. He stood between the living and the dead. As a mediator between man and God. He stood between the living and the dead. A greater than Aaron is here. His name is Jesus. He stands today between the living and the dead. He's, he's called the great intercessor. He sits at the right hand of the Father, but he's making intercession on our behalf. Hallelujah. You shall, you shall live and you shall not die. But God wanted to cast down wicked imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Would you bow your heads please? Would you bow your head? Everybody, bow your heads in prayer. This morning, I speak my heart to you about this enemy of confusion that I have noticed has come into the country. But in your life, my friend, you have not yet decided to follow Jesus. Young girl, I'm speaking to you. Mama, lady, I'm speaking to you. Master, I'm speaking to you. You also caught between two minds. That is the confusion that the enemy has brought. I want to help you. Come to Jesus. He'll make your life straight. He'll put your feet on a solid ground. No more falling around. No more confusion. He'll mend your broken pieces. You don't have to be afraid anymore. Some of you are afraid of many things in your life. You don't know where the next plate of food will come from. You don't know if you'll have money at the end of the month. I'm here to tell you that the devils bring spirit of fear. But today God wants to set you free from that spirit. Once Jesus comes in, then all fear must go out. If you are here today, you say, Pastor, pray for me. Put up your right hand. I want to pray for you. If you are here, say, Pastor, I want to commit my life to God. I want you to pray for me. Put up your right hand, I'll pray for you. Put up your right hand and just drop it again, I'll pray for you. Pastor, I want to give my life to Jesus. I see your hand. Is there another hand? I see your hand. Is there another person? I want to pray for you if you say, Pastor, 
There was areas of my life that is in confusion. Because my light is not shining brighter and brighter as it should. The proverb said your light will shine brighter and brighter. Pastor, as baie dinge wat ek, wat ek nie lekker verstaan nie. Die is confusion, my sister. Die is confusion. Pastor, ek wil die rechte ding doen, maar ek is nie seker nie. Die is confusion. Hy hoef nie vir my te sê, of hy een vaksie net of nie, maar ek wil vir jou bid, laat die Heere jou confusion wegvat. Is daar so iemand? Amal staan tot alle voete. And I'm going to call you to the front. If there's any confusion in your life, before we break the bread, I want to lay hands on you. As a prophet Moses laid hands on the people, I want to lay my hands on you. Come to me if you want me to pray for you. Whatever confusion is in your life, those who want to receive Jesus, come here. Stand in front also. Come, come. That's good what I'm sure of as a pastor. But for my pastor, but for my. But for my. Every stronghold, Jesus, your name is life. Oh, Jesus, your name is power. Jesus, your name is come to lay hands on the people the power of God is here the anointing is here the anointing of Moses is here God is going to heal you God is going to take away the confusion if there's somebody here that not, did not yet give their life to Jesus I want to first pray for them then I'm coming down with anointing and power to lay my hands on you I want you to lift your hands and when I come down and you feel my hand, receive that anointing that is going to flow from me to you. If you are open to receive, God is going to do the work. God is going to do the work. Pray after me, say, Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today just as I am. I'm sorry for my sins. Please forgive me. Please wash me. With your precious blood. With your precious blood. Give me a new garment. Give me a new garment. A garment of white. A garment of white.
I give you my old garment. I give you my old garment. My old tattered garment. My old tattered garment. For a garment of pure white. For a garment of pure white. Take away the confusion. Take away the confusion. And put me on the proper path. And put me on the proper path. To where the light shines brighter. To where the light shines brighter. And brighter. And brighter. And brighter. And brighter. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Please write my name. Please write my name. In the book of life. In the book of life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus Amen. Name.